Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 12 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. More importantly, welcome to the first week of high school soccer. There's always a lot of hype around the first week of any sport, starting the weeks of practice, the months of conditioning, all leading up to the first slate of games. I was at three different games this week. For our Game of the Week coverage, I will share some thoughts from those games on this episode, and I will also have some brief post-game interviews from coaches and players. We had some recruiting news this week as well, so that will get touched on. Last but not least, we will have a general high school update that will include how the top 10 teams fared this week, as well as some other notable teams and games from this action-packed week. Sorry for the late podcast drop, I had some family stuff on Sunday, and my fiancé and I are planning a wedding, so some things took priority. Let's get to it. Before we get into the episode, I would like to thank this week's supporters of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Thank you to Zachary Dobb, Deanne Court, Dan Keneally, Scott Parrish-Moore, Jesse Hall, Brad Martin, David Lawrence, Jody Larson, Luis Finkenbinder, Jeremy Vogt, and Eric Hash. As a reminder, when you support Nebraska Soccer Talk, you receive additional and exclusive content via email. You receive early access to rankings as well as exclusive content like game notes and special interest stories. To support Nebraska Soccer Talk, you can become a one-time supporter at www.bedmo.com slash Nebraska underscore talk, or you can become a patron at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. The links will also be posted in the show notes. This upcoming segment and all things that are featuring our game of the week are sponsored by Fleet Feet. Fleet Feet is a locally owned and operated store in Omaha and Lincoln. Definitely check them out. They provide footwear needs for all types of athletes or anyone who spends a lot of time on their feet. Um, You can visit them in Omaha or Lincoln, or you can visit their website at www.fleetfeet.com. This segment comes from last week's Games of the Week. In this segment, you will hear my quick post-game interviews from the Westside Lexington game and the Scott Gretna game. I did not get any post-game interviews from the Prep Central game due to the weather, and I was freezing my butt off. First up, let's hear from player of the game for Westside, Jeremy Hattay, and assistant coach Lee Woolmore. Westside and Lexington played a quality game. Lots of good soccer was played, and the game was capped by an absolute banger of a goal from Hattay. Here's Hattay and coach Woolmore. Jeremiah, great game today. Westside comes out 2-0 winners, you scoring the second goal. Uh, what was it like to score such a, a volley to end the game like that? A nice goal, bro. I felt so good scoring it. Yeah. How how's the start of the season been so far? Like with training and everything, has it been has I mean, it been good, competitive? It's been good, but we still got to work on the midfield and stuff and passing. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw you kind of played in the attack a little bit and in the midfield. Where where do you prefer to play? Where's your where's your preferred probably position? attacking mid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you have the winner of Gretna and Scott, so this will air after that game anyways, but two really good teams, uh, a challenging schedule ahead of you. Uh, where do you uh, – what, what do you think the team needs to do to kind of take that next step and get to the state tournament and then and go from there? I mean, we just need to work as a team and just, like, be in sync with each other okay. to get to the next level. Well, good luck uh, to tomorrow's game and good luck in the coming games, and we'll be uh, watching for you. Coach Wilmore, uh, how'd you feel about today's game as far as the performance as a whole? 
I think our performance was great. You know, first game, it's always a little bit nervous for the boys, but we took a little while to settle into the game. And once we did, we defended well and got, uh, caught them on the counter quite a few times. So. Yeah, I thought uh, the one thing that I thought that you guys did well was uh, that doesn't always happen in high school boys soccer in Nebraska because you played out of the back. Is that something you guys focus on in training quite a bit? Yeah, we like to like to try and teach the principles of playing out the back and give courage to our players to try those things. So I'm glad that you, you see it come to... Yeah, it, it was an entertaining game for both teams. Lexington has some skill, especially considering their Class B. Um, what do you think the team's going to need to do to continue to take that next step? I just think we've got to keep believing in ourselves and keep building on this momentum what we're creating. And we have a great atmosphere in the locker room and everybody's just here. We've all got the same goals and we're ready to keep competing. Yeah, the boys seem pretty competitive and like they obviously enjoyed this win today. Yeah. Um, what are the expectations for the West Side Warriors for the rest of the year? We're, we're expecting to go the full way. We're expecting to go the distance and we're 100% focused on that goal. Very good. That's. I mean, we we picked you pretty highly. Uh, we think you're going to be in the mix at the end of the season too. So today, if today's uh, any indication, we, we'll probably see you at the end at Morrison. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Next, we head over to the girls' side. First, we hear from player of the game for Gretna, Savannah Defini. Defini netted two goals in Gretna's three-two win over Scott. Okay, I'm with Savannah Defini after the Gretna Dragons win three-two in overtime. Savannah with two goals today. How does it feel uh, to get past this early test against a really good Scott team this early in the season? Yeah, I just want to give them credit. They're an amazing team with a lot of good players on their roster. And um, I think it's playing the good games that makes you grow as a team. And uh, I did have two goals, but I credit it all to my team and what they did uh, to get me the ball to put it in the back of the net and I just think that the team chemistry here is um, amazing and I think that it comes down to trusting the person next to you on the field and putting it away. And one of those people next to you is uh, your sister London. Yeah. Um, how I, I don't know if there is a, been another time where three siblings have been on the field in a starting lineup at one time. Is it fun to be able to play at least one season with your two sisters on the same field at oh the same gosh. time? It's amazing. I love them so much and with club you play your age group yep. so I've never really like I go out in the backyard and practice with them but obviously I've never been on a team with them and so for Sonora to be at center back and London to be at left forward is just amazing and I feel like we have chemistry there so we like know each other and we know where the ball is going to go and yeah it's really cool to be able to play one season with my sisters I love them so much. I just gave your dad a hard time because uh, we had three Daphini sisters in the book today you had two goals but your sister's uh brought the physicality a little bit yeah. with the yellow cards. Oh, I, they both had a yellow card. They both had a yellow card. I was Honestly, I would have expected you to have a yellow card before maybe London, but yep. um, do you expect them to have as big of an impact on the Gretna program as you have over the last several years? Yes, I believe that um, it's going to start with our younger generation because obviously we have a lot of past history winning a state championship and the goal record we have so I think that um, it starts with our freshman and our sophomore class just bringing the level up bringing the energy and I think that Sonora at center back uh, she's never played that actually I know ever. she's a center <laughs> forward and so I think she stepped up big and it's cool and London is just has a knack for taking people one-on-one and scoring so I believe that they will have a huge impact on this team going forward very good well good luck with the rest of your season and we'll see you along the way awesome thank you yep. Here is her coach, Chase Hutchison, on Gretna and Scott's game. I'm here with Coach Hutchison uh, from Gretna High School Girls Soccer. Victorious today, 3-2 over the Scott Skyhawks. Uh, 
pretty physical game. Felt like a postseason game two games into the season. And that's what we wanted. I mean, that's those are the fun ones that you get to play. That's why we schedule a team like Scut, and I'm glad they accepted it. I mean, they play up a class, but they're confident in their program. We're confident in ours. Programs, big programs, want to play other quality teams. And so that means um, sometimes things are going to get a little physical. The stakes are high. It feels like a postseason game, and that's we loved it. Our training up to it was intense. The game itself was intense. Uh, yeah, very physical game, and that's why we got depth because we definitely needed it. Well, and it's kind of an old Class B rivalry. Yep. Gretna used to be Class B. They used to meet in heavyweight bouts as Class B teams, and this kind of was a throwback to that. I remember I was at the last Gretna Scut game when it was like like this in the state championship in 2016, uh, and and Coach Carlson said the same thing. Like credit to you guys getting on the schedule of each other and playing each other. Uh, the Daffini sisters, three sisters on the start in the starting lineup at the same time. Uh, two goals for Savannah. Obviously, Sonora and London are very talented. But what is what's uh, the type of leadership that Savannah brings to the team? She just brings a, a lot of experience in big moments. She knows how to handle herself. She knows how to step up and be a voice for the team. And then just overall, she leads through her actions. Um, I know the two goals. A lot of people are going to focus on that, and rightfully so. She worked all game. She was tracking she's, she's back. She was pressing um, when we needed her to. She was the reason we were able to find through balls in the corners was because the two center backs had to respect Savannah and her work rate in the middle. Um, she does everything for us. She's an incredible leader. We're blessed to have her on the team. Um, but that comes with experience. And her two sisters, they're going to follow in her footsteps, I, I think. So she's she's a good role model for them, but just the overall team. Yeah. And uh, last question. Uh, I think the one thing that stood out for me about Scott was they always seemed to find an answer when you would start to put the pressure on them. But the one thing that stood out for me, for you, was the depth that you all bring. I mean, the fact that you get to sub uh, an, a player like Allison Marshall into the game um, is, is quite a, a difference maker for you. Talk about your depth and how that's going to be important for you going through the rest of the season. I, it's so important for us, and I'm – I feel confident going 23 deep on our bench. And you see when we sub, we go six at a time. Um, our whole front line, our whole midfield, they can all go and we don't drop off. We're able to play our style, which is a high press, aggressive, fast style, running in every phase because we have that depth and we have so little drop off. It's for, the, for our substitutes, they play, they're willing to put the team first. A player like Allison Marshall, who for many other programs if not every other program in the state is starting and is the star player and she's willing to come in and play 30 minutes for us and put in a great work rate at the end i put her at center mid because we we need her there and she did it um without question and she's a great and she's only a sophomore which is so she has time she She has has time time. she has time to be the her turn is coming (laughs) so she's preparing she knows it savannah is incredible we only play one four um her time's coming and she's earning it right now yeah. she's doing whatever the team needs well good luck the rest of the way hopefully you stay healthy and uh, we'll keep following along thank you and finally we have a brief conversation with scut coach john carlson about the game and about the coming season and getting a chance to play them in the second game we'll learn so much uh, from this game going forward you know we'll watch film and and be able to take it out on the practice field and you know, just little things like closing down the space a little bit more, not letting them get the ball and turn, and switching fields, and we'll fix that pretty quickly. So I thought you did a heck of a job keeping with them, considering the depth that Gretna has. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you guys have depth yourselves, but their depth is just incredible. So it was, it was kind of, I, I, 
I, I noticed this throughout the game. Is it just a mentality or is it something that you train where no matter what they what Brenton seemed to throw at you, uh, your girls kept pushing back. They always pushed back and found their way to get chances themselves. They did. I'm really proud of them for that because uh, they could have given up, mm -hmm. you know, and, and Gretna was taking the fight to us. And we just kind of hung in and hung in and then got that goal and, you know, and then got the second goal and, and it, Almost could have won and tied it in overtime, you know. Well, so. Almost could have won it at the end of the game when Tess, Tess Barron snuck through yes. there. So Yes, so, you know, they're, they are a good team, and I think they're the team to beat in Class A. Yeah, for sure. And for us to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, you know, and it's good for us, too, because the speed of play, the physicality. Now we go play other teams uh, on, our, on our schedule that don't play that physical, don't play that fast. And it's also good because we're going to take this uh, and, and, and take it into our practice, too. Yeah. So we're going to practice. And what we do, we practice hard. I, I told my hat to him, I said, you know, I thought we came out a little nervous, a little nervous, a little more on heels. I said, I said, we're we're good, they're good. So in our practice, you guys practice like this. You're practicing against good people in practice. So so I, I have no doubt our practice intensity level will even go up even more. Yeah, because I thought the I thought like you said I thought they came out a little nervous, but then when Gretna scored, it actually was like kind of like punched him in the mouth, and all right. of a sudden it was like there's Scott and. You, I know we texted back and forth before the, the start of the season about key players, and you mentioned Sydney Wells, who scored a, a beautiful first goal. Um, talk about the impact she's had as a senior in the midfield for you. She is, uh, she's just sneaky. Yeah, she, she is. She really is. She's sneaky. She knows how to play the game. You know, she knows how to find spaces and get herself open. That was She did that on that goal. That was a great shot, and um, she's kind of a underrated player. I think she's one of the better midfielders in the state, and, mm -hmm. and she showed that today. She can, you know, she's not very... You know she's, she's probably five one, five two. Mm -hmm. You know, and and but she doesn't play like that. She won a couple balls out of the air against taller players. So she's uh, that's why I said she was a player to watch. Yeah. So. And uh, last question I have for you: Cece Barron's graduated now. Um, you still have her younger sister Tess. Um, it's been kind of nice to see Tess come forward a little bit more and just early in the season, kind of behind out of her sister's shadow now. And, and she had a pretty good game today, too, including the goal she scored she on the free did. kick. She did. She did. And she's a fighter. You know, yeah, she's she the youngest of a got to be. Playing you band. Gotta be. She's been surviving <laughs> since day one. But, you know, she has a good attitude. And, and uh, you know, I, what I was proud of her is I, I moved her out of center back and put her up high. And sign of a good player is someone that can not – uh, you know, not think about being moved out of uh, center back, but let me go score a goal and make, you know, to, to, to go get us back in this game. And that's what she did. So that's a sign of a good player. Awesome, Coach. Well, good luck. Hopefully you stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you later this season too. Thanks. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. The Gretna Scut game was an early season classic. It felt like a postseason match. Tough tackles, good goals, and a lot of competitive spirit from the players, coaches, and fans. Actually, the Lexington West side and the Prep Central games felt like postseason matches too. Um, just all in all, great showcase of Nebraska soccer talent. I want to thank the players and the coaches who took the time after their games uh, to speak with me and, and give you more content for Nebraska Soccer Talk. This recruiting roundup is brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Sports Recruiting USA is the most transparent, personable, and affordable U.S. college soccer recruiting service. Sports Recruiting USA has been advising and helping place student-athletes with college soccer programs since 2010. To learn more about Sports Recruiting USA, visit www.sportsrecruitingusa.com. Mac Weaver, senior defender from Millard South Boys Soccer, will be continuing his career with NAIA program Hastings College. Weaver plays his club soccer for Gretna Elite Academy. Kate Cox, junior midfielder from Elkhorn High School, will be continuing her career with NAIA program Ava, Mar Ava Maria University. 
Ava Marie University is located outside of Fort Myers, Florida. Cox plays her club soccer for Sporting Nebraska. Adam Hemvik, senior keeper from Westside High School, will be continuing his career with NAIA program Dort University. Dort University is located in Sioux Center, Iowa. Hemvik plays his club soccer for NFC. Abby Riddout, a midfielder and forward for Papillion La Vista South, will be continuing her career at NAIA program College of St. Mary. Riddout plays her club soccer for Evolution. Sarah Karloff, a senior midfielder from Division I UMKC, is transferring to play her fifth year to Division State, Division II Ferris State. Karloff, who was a standout for both Gretna High School and Gretna Soccer Club, appeared in 58 games in four years for the Ruse. Ferris State is located in Big Rapids, Michigan, and is coached by former Concordia University coach Greg Henson. Ferris State went to the Division II National Tournament last year and were GLIAC regular season champions in the COVID spring of 2021 and GLIAC tournament champions in fall of 2021. Elijah Chopes, a senior defender from Lincoln East, is continuing his soccer career at NJCAA program Southeast Community College. Finally, finally, Emma Swelter, a multi-position player from NJCAA Southeast Community College, is continuing her collegiate career at NAIA program Presentation College. Presentation College is in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Swelter appeared in 25 games for the Storm over two seasons, starting 22. Swelter is a Lincoln Pius graduate and also played her club soccer for Villarreal. This recruiting roundup is brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Sports Recruiting USA is the most transparent, personable, and affordable U.S. college soccer recruiting service. Sports Recruiting USA has been advising and helping place student-athletes with college soccer programs since 2010. To learn more about Sports Recruiting USA, visit www.sportsrecruitingusa.com. Okay, so we've had a few people asking and providing feedback on our preseason rankings. We love it. The rankings are meant to generate excitement and discussion around Nebraska programs and players. They clearly aren't perfect. We will release adjust and adjust new rankings every two to three weeks. Changing the rankings every week would be difficult and it would not be fair to teams in or outside of the rankings to make a case for their position since teams don't play the same number of games each week and some teams have tougher schedules on different weeks. And it would just cause for a lot of movement within the rankings and it would probably lead to more confusion than anything. Don't worry, we won't just cover the top tens and eat top 10 teams in each class each week. I'll make sure to give love to teams that had standout wins or performances during the week. Let's start first with the Class A boys. Number one, Omaha South had an interesting start to the season as they were pushed to the edge before coming away with a win over Elkhorn South. The Packers had a little bit of an easier time with their second opponent down in Class B, South Sioux City, 4-1. Number two, Lincoln Southwest started off with a bang in their season opener, rolling past number eight, Grand Island, 7-0 before dispatching number six, Millard West in a more tightly contested uh, game, 3-1, which saw Millard West go down a man due to a red card. Southwest definitely making a case for the number one spot in our rankings. Number three, Creighton Prep waited until the literal last second last week in their game against Omaha Central, winning 2-1. We covered this game um, as our game of the week, so we'll just say that Prep has an interesting upcoming schedule with Millard North, Scott, Mount Michael, and Omaha South all in one week's time. Number four, Westside had a solid 2-0 victory over Class B number two, Lexington, before falling to Class A number five, Gretna, 4-1. That was a little bit surprising for me. Uh, no rest for the weary as Westside's next three matches are against number nine, Millard South, and teams to watch, Lincoln East and Bryan. Number five, Gretna, had a very, very good weekend and are making an early push for a higher ranking. 
They had wins over Class B number one Scut and Class A number four West Side. That's a great start to the season for the Dragons. They see Brian in a district title rematch this week before taking on number six Millard West. Number six Millard West had an up and down weekend. They recorded a solid win, 5 0 win over unranked Bellevue West before falling in a competitive 3 1 loss to number two Lincoln Southwest. Millard West has Papillion La Vista and number five Gretna this week. Number seven, Lincoln Southeast only played one game this week, but they downed North Platte comfortably 5-0. They do have a busy three-game week this week with Norfolk, number eight Grand Island, and number nine Millard South on the schedule. Speaking of number eight Grand Island, they're going to be licking their wounds a little bit after the 7-0 thrashing from Lincoln Southwest, but they do have a chance to bounce back this next week with games against Lincoln North Star and number seven, Lincoln, uh, Lincoln Southeast. Number nine, Millard South had a solid week going 2-0. First, they easily dispatched the Benson Bunnies 7-0 before recording a 3-1 win in a competitive game over rival Millard North. Millard South have their eyes on a higher ranking, but they also have two matches against ranked opponents in Westside and Lincoln Southeast coming up, as well as a match against hot starters Papillion La Vista South. Finally, number 10, Kearney, had a real up-and-down week, going 1-2. In their opening game, they fell 3-2 to Pius in what some have described as one of the craziest games they had seen or been a part of. Uh, Carney was up two with eight minutes to go. I think they lost their goalkeeper to a red card. And then Pius scored three goals in a six-minute time span to win it. Um, Carney did bounce back, winning 3-1 over Lincoln High before suffering a tough 6-0 defeat to Papillion La Vista South. Both those games happened on the same day. Carney, Carney plays unranked North Platte this week. Out of the teams to watch, Papillion La Vista South made the most amount of noise. Uh, I didn't just hear you on social media. I, I saw the results. Um, and they're most likely going to be included in the top 10 rankings, depending on how their next week comes and goes. Uh, they defeated Class B number 2 Lexington, Bellevue East, and Class A number 10 Kearney. Brian and Millard North both finished 1-1 one one last week, while Lincoln East was 1-0. Outside of the top 10 and the teams to watch, a couple other programs had notable performances. Elkhorn South went 1-1, one one, taking Omaha South to overtime and beating Omaha Bryan. It's a pretty good week for Elkhorn South. While Lincoln Pius went 2-0 with their comeback win over number 10 Kearney and a large margin victory over Elkhorn. On the Class A girls' side of things, we saw number one Gretna go 2-0 with a big win over Omaha Northwest and an overtime win against Class B number one Scut. Uh Number two, Lincoln East scored a routine victory over Lincoln Northeast. They see North Star and West Side this week. Number three, Lincoln Southwest went 2-0, rolling over Grand Island and then edging Class A, number six, Millard West. The Silverhawks face Lincoln before a big matchup against fellow top five opponent Marion. Definitely going to be a game to watch. That happens next Saturday. Number four, Marion won their lone game last week, 4-0 over over Omaha Central. Marion has a tough three-game set with Millard North and Westside before this weekend's tilt versus Lincoln South Southwest. Uh, We will be at, I'll I'll be at the Millard North Marion game, so I look forward to that one. Number five, Papillion La Vista South went 1-0 with a 5-0 win over Bellevue West. The Titans face unranked Millard South and Bellevue East next week. Number six, Millard West went 1-1. They were pushed to penalty kicks by Bellevue East. And then they were edged in a competitive contest by Lincoln Southwest. They have Papillion La Vista and Central up next week. Number seven, Millard North rolled over Omaha North last week. And then they will, but they are going to face a much stiffer test this week against Marion. Number eight, Kearney had a rocky start to the season, just like their boys at one and two. 
They will look to bounce back with games against North Star and North Platte this next week. Number nine, Elkhorn South had no problem with Omaha South this last week. They can really cement themselves in the top 10 for the next week if they can go undefeated over their three-game stretch this week, which sees them play Bellevue West, North Platte, and Burke, all teams that they should, if they do consider themselves a top 10 team, be able to beat. Number 10, Lincoln Southeast beat North Platte in overtime this week. They meet a trio of unranked teams in Grand Island, Millard South, and Norfolk. And again, if they want to consider themselves a top 10 team, these are the three teams that they probably need to beat. As far as teams to watch, North Platte went 2-1, beating Class B teams Aurora and Ralston. Papillion La Vista went 3-0 with wins over unranked Burke and Class B Beatrice and Plattsmith. Pius Girls Soccer went 1-0 with their win over number 8 Kearney. And Columbus went 2-0 with wins over Class B Columbus teams Scotus and Lakeview. But that Scotus wins a, a pretty good result for Columbus, the Columbus Discoverers. Bellevue East, Lincoln High, and Fremont Girls all had successful results in one way or another last week. And while they're not on our teams to watch list, I don't think yet, they're definitely making a little bit of noise and, and causing some, some ripples out there. Uh, before we get to the class B, we're going to take a quick ad break. And we're back. Class B number one, Scut. Boys had a tough opening week with two opening week losses to quality opponents, Class A, Gretna, and Class B number two, Lexington. Scut gets Creighton prep this week, so keep your eyes on that one. Their schedule just is not getting easier. Lexington, on the other hand, started 0-2 with losses to Class A, Papillion, La Vista South, and Westside, but they got a big win over Scut to cap the weekend. That, that probably makes the Minutemen feel good after falling short in their first two games. Lexington goes back to Class B this week with some matches against York, Hastings, and then probably a much-anticipated matchup with South Sioux City. Number three, Bennington Boys Soccer uh, rolled this week. They went 2-0. They won two games over Class A opponents, Papillion La Vista and Fremont. They have four games upcoming this week, so a real busy time for the Badgers. Number four, Skoda split their weekend, notching a big win over Columbus Lakeview before falling to uh, falling big to Class A Columbus. Uh, they have Lakeview again this week, as well as a matchup with Class A Bryan. I'm, I'm interested to see how Class A Columbus does uh, after seeing their victory over SCOTUS, because I do rate SCOTUS as one of the top Class B teams. Number five, Northwest Grand Island is one of the few teams who hasn't played yet. They have three games this next week against Kearney Catholic, Lakeview, and Gehring. Number six, South Sioux City fell to Omaha South this week, 4-1. to one. They have another big matchup coming this week versus number two, Lexington. That's their only game this week. Number seven, Elkhorn North starts their season off on the right foot, beating Ron Colley. They're going to see Gross Catholic and Waverly this week. Number eight, Ralston actually had a really quality start to the season, going 2-0 over Ron Colley and Skyler. They see Beatrice this week with a really good chance to start the season 3-0. Number nine, Mount Michael didn't play anyone. They have the murderer's row of teams this week on their schedule. Omaha South, Creighton Prep, Scutt, and Skyler make for one of the toughest weeks I've seen in a while in Nebraska soccer scheduling. Number 10, Beatrice, might not be the same as they were last year. They start the season 0-3 with losses to the Platte, Skyler, and Ron Colley. Ralston and Lincoln Lutheran are up next for the Orangemen. 
As far as teams to watch, both Waverly and the Platts started 2-0. Definitely going to continue to keep our eyes on them, while Blair have yet to play. Over to the girls' side of things. Number one, Scut flew by Bennington before suffering an overtime loss to Class A number one, Gretna. It was obviously a classic game like we already talked about. Scut has a decent schedule this next week with Mercy, South Sioux City, and Duchenne. Number two, Norris trounced Seward last week. They're going to face stiffer tests this week with Pius and Bennington on the schedule. They also play Beatrice. Busy week for the Trojans. Number three, SCOTUS had the similar split as their boys program, winning over Lakeview 4-0, but they actually narrowly lost to Class A Columbus. They have Lakeview on the schedule again this week, as well as Elkhorn. Number four, Lincoln Lutheran Raymond Central suffered a surprising 5-3 loss to Platteview. Um, I was definitely was not predicting that or expecting that. Um, sounds like it was an entertaining game with eight goals apiece, or eight goals between the two teams. Uh, Concordia, Conestoga, and Beatrice await LLRC as they look to bounce back from their disappointing loss this last week. Number five, Duchenne have started off really well, going three and zero with two of those victories being over Class A opponents Bellevue East and Burke. They face Concordia and number one Scut this week. I think that game against Scut is really going to tell us how close Duchenne actually is um, to the top top of Class B. Number six, Lexington girls soccer split with two Class A opponents this week, sneaking by Northwest before falling to Lincoln High. They returned to the Class B level to face their first Class B opponents in York and Hastings this week. Number seven, Mercy has had a rough start to the season with losses to Bennington and Blair. Uh, We knew it would be a little bit more difficult for Mercy this season, and their schedule does not get easier this week with a trifecta of games that includes the high-scoring Ron Colley and number one Class B, Scut. Number one, number eight, Elkhorn North finished 1-0 last week with a goal fest victory over Ron Colley. That game finished 7-3. Uh, Waverly awaits the Wolves this week. Number nine, Ron Colley, like I said, they scored three but conceded seven in their loss to the, the Wolves, possibly showing signs of last year's defensive issues, like scoring three goals is great, um, but can't concede seven. They have Mercy, Plattsmith, and Class A Northwest on the schedule this week. Number 10, Scott's Bluff. Girls soccer did not play anyone last week. This week, they play two out-of-state teams, Newcastle-Wyoming, which would be one of the smaller Class B teams if they were a Nebraska team. Um, and then they also play uh, Sterling-Colorado, which would be another smaller Class B team if they, if they were in Nebraska. Um, as far as teams to watch, Blair had a big win over Mercy. Ralston and Bennington both went 1-1. One and one. Aurora went 2-1, and one, and Grand Island Northwest, much like their boys, have not played anyone yet. Before we end the episode, I just want to give another thank you to our sponsor, Fleet Feet. For more information, make sure you check out their stores in Omaha or Lincoln, or visit their website, www.fleetfeet.com. I hope you all enjoyed catching up on all things high school. I know I wasn't able to catch all the teams, and I just never will be able to do that. It's just not going to be possible. But we will try to cover all the major happenings in high school soccer every week. Good luck to all the teams this week. We will see you out on the field, and we will see your results hopefully on social media and Max Preps. Remember, if you like this content, remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share um, with all your other soccer players, fans, coaches, parents, etc. in the Nebraska soccer community. You can also become a supporter of Nebraska Soccer Talk by contributing to our Venmo or become a pa- become a patron. You can find more information on this in the show notes. 
Again, good luck uh, to everyone on the field, and we will see you next weekend for more Nebraska Soccer Talk.